Hey, what's going on, you guys? Welcome to The Camera at 10 Pounds. That's right. I'm your host, Peter Sirs. What's up? Uh, do me a favor, guys. Before we start, I got to let you know, as always, this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Performa.com. Um, I love them. They love me, I think. Um, yeah. Um, they, uh, they have all of your fitness accessories. Like, so if you're a person like me that likes to go to the gym and all that good stuff and work out, you want to look cool. You get some cool gym accessories, wrist straps, wrist straps, workout towels. They have the best workout towels. And you know what? You want to know what the great thing is? I don't even have a script to read about them. I can just talk about the products because I can tell you from personal experience. Um, they have shaker cups, meal prep containers, meal prep bags, pill containers, just everything that you need for the fitness lover. Go to performer.com, enter promo code 10 pounds, the word 10, the word pounds, you will save 15% off of your order. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Bucked Up Supplements. I'm 43, jacked as fuck. It's because I am bucked up. Yep. Every single supplement that I take, minus uh, like some of the protein bars and stuff I eat, because there's so many of them, um, they all... I take everything from Bucked Up. So go to Bucked Up Supplements if you want to get jacked or get skinny or get more buff, like whatever you want, man. Um, go to BuckedUp.com, enter promo code 10 pounds, the number 10, and the word pounds for this one. You will save 20% off your order. And let's go. I had a song for you guys, but I can't find it now. And so, um, so yeah, it's just me. Um, thanks for listening last week, you guys, to my lovely interview with my buddy uh, Ruby. Hope you guys learned something. I know I did. I learned there's some fucking weird-ass people that have manipulated their faces to look a certain way. And, I mean, I, I learned a lot of stuff. But, um, anyway, I uh, just wanted to come back. You know, I, I ha- actually have a guest this week, but our interview is not going to be until Thursday. And so, um, I tried to get an, uh, another interview in last week. I'm just so busy these days, you guys, um, you know, and just dealing with life and all that stuff. Um I wanted to do two things with this episode. I wanted to, one, again, um, thank everybody for reaching out, you know, on my episode a couple weeks ago. You know, (laughs) and that the second part of this was I kind of wanted to apologize for that episode a couple weeks ago. Um, I just, uh, you know, I was, I mean, I'm still going through a lot, but I was definitely going through a lot and just not really knowing what to do like I you know like I said I'm pretty good at compartmentalizing things and I'm old enough now and I've been around the block enough times to kind of know what's what you know um and I'm still dealing so it's not like I'm out of the woods yet but I maybe shouldn't have recorded that episode as quick as I did maybe should have waited a couple days or something I don't know man but you know, as uh, someone that is very vulnerable, you know, on stage and, you know, on my social media and, you know, even on this podcast, like, you know, I, I, I know I keep talking about it, but like, you know, for the first part of COVID, like this was all I had artistically to like to do. Like I couldn't get up on stage. I wasn't going to do fucking Zoom comedy like a lot of other weirdo comedians were doing like it you know I had just you know yeah like I was making funny farm videos and stuff I guess but like you know one of the things about being a comedian is being able to get up on stage and 
you know, like take an idea and, you know, I, I've, I've talked about this in episodes past recently, but, you know, writing a joke and then having the courage in my, you know, not like in like, I mean, having faith in myself, but also just having the courage to go up there. And because, you know, the thing is, and I don't know what you guys know about us as comedians, but like one of the things is we love uh, validation, <laughs> you know, and, you know, with comedians, you know, the validation is the laughs, right? Like the instant, you know, it's not like, you know, being an actor where, you know, you might work, you know, a day on set for a TV show or, you know, you work for months and months on a movie or, you know, whatever. And you, you, you do, you do your best and you put on a great performance and then people watch the movie and they tell you that it's a piece of shit movie and they go online and they talk shit about you and about how shitty of a movie it is. And it's just like, so you, you, you thought you did great and maybe you did, you know, maybe they did, but maybe, you know, the movie was just so bad or maybe the, the dialogue was so poorly written that even though they were acting the fuck out of it, they couldn't salvage it. You know, that's very possible too, you know? So, but with comics, it's like, we get that validation right fucking there. Like you tell, you tell it and either they laugh or they don't like, that's it. You know, and that's why I, that's why I always think it's so funny. You know, I mean, obviously, obviously comedy is subjective, right? You know, like not everybody, I personally know that not everybody's going to like my brand of comedy. I've accepted that now. I think when I was new and a lot of us, you know, I mean, ideally you want everybody to love you. Like that's just human nature, I think, especially as a comic, but you know, at, at a certain point, you realize that not everybody is going to love you. Not everybody's going to love you. Shut up! Stupid dog. <laughs> this fucking dog just cries all the time. Um, anyway, um, you know, you want everybody to love you, but like I said, there comes a certain point when you're just like, eh. Not everyone's going to love me, and I'm okay with that. But the people that do love you, you know, they're going to continue to follow you. You know, that's why, I don't know if I ever talked about it on this podcast, but, you know, I used to have, you know, you guys all know I've been a trainer forever. You know, it's still one of my day jobs, you know. Hang on one second. Sorry, you guys. <laughs> Had to let the dog out because he wouldn't shut the fuck up. And I'm not going to let him ruin this podcast. as he ruined the other one a couple weeks ago. But um, anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, like I said, there comes a time in our careers, I would think, where you're just like, yeah, dude, I'm going to tell these jokes. Maybe I'll get 80 or 85% of the audience. That's still pretty good, you know. And you just go. And so... My point is that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty vulnerable on stage. I talk about a lot of stuff in my personal life. And, you know, it's kind of part of how I deal, you know. I mean, 
you know, the, the grind of comedy is so, it's just hard, dude. <laughs> that's the, that's it. You know, that's the best way I can describe it. It's just fucking hard. It's, uh, you know, it's a lot of, you know, I probably sent 35 to 40 emails today and I'll send another, I don't know, probably 30 tomorrow. Um, and I just have like a system of sending emails and, you know, I always talk about it, but it's like for every, you know, hundred emails I send, maybe 10 of them get, you know, responded to and answered. And it's just like, but I have to keep on sending those emails, you know, until I get to the point where they're calling me, you know, I just have to keep following up and keep following up and kind of not really care if I come off as pushy or whatever, like, cause they get hundred, you have to realize you guys, these comedy clubs, they're getting, you know, hundreds of emails a day, maybe more. I mean, yeah, like probably hundreds of emails a day. And if they don't recognize the name that's sending the email, you know, what's going to prompt them to open? Like, do you open all your emails? Maybe, you know, especially if you know what it's about and you're just like, eh, I don't need to fucking read this or whatever. Like, that's probably what they do, you know, and it's it's frustrating because at the same time, you're like, hey, it's literally your job as a comedy club booker to open those fucking emails, you know, but it's just a lot of times it's just easier for them to book the people they know. And that's that's it, you know, and, and I have the luxury of kind of having that relationship with a lot of the clubs that I work, but I'm trying to work more, you know, I'm trying to make this, you know, my full time gig so I can completely concentrate on this and just have more time to concentrate on this and not have to worry about like, okay, well, I got to work this much, but you know, these clients aren't paying me and you know what I mean? It's just like, it's just, it's, 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 it's a, it's a grind, dude. Like, like I said, it's a grind. But um, anyway, my point was, you know, I'm pretty open about everything, you know, on my social, on the podcast, on stage, you know, obviously, you know, social media is kind of a highlight reel. Um, you know, everyone, for the most part, kind of showcases all the cool shit they're doing, you know, but every once in a while, you know, I'll go on there and show something that, you know, if I'm, if I got a rejection email, which I get those sometimes too, you know, I I do have clubs that, you know, fucking tell me that I can't work their club or whatever. And it sucks, but you know, it is, but like, I like to share that because people need to see that it's not all fucking private jets and sold out arenas. As a matter of fact, I've never even flown on a private jet, nor have I ever performed in an arena think the most people I ever performed for was like 1200 people um and that was in Boise like I don't know five years ago or so um the day I almost shit my pants <laughs> can I just tell you like there have been so many epi- uh, episodes instances where something happens and uh you know I'm in an it's always in a different town it's always you know I, I did shit my pants in Chicago that actually happened um, and also, uh, whatchamacallit, I came very close in Boise, I've come very close in Arizona, like, I've come close in several places, you know, um, but my point is, it's, for me, it's not, 
sold-out shows in arenas and private jets. As a matter of fact, I, you know, I've shared it with you guys on here, but there's been, you know, a few instances over the last few months or so where I've, you know, gotten booked to headline a comedy club on a door deal, which means there's no money guaranteed, only the hope that you sell X amount of tickets. And so, you know, you kind of start to do the calculations in your head. It's like, okay, if I get, you know, 50 people to show up to each show, I'll make this much. And if I get 100 people, it'll be this much. And, you know, and then, you know, I told you guys about what happened in Chicago. And, you know, fucking two people came up. I made $40. No, I don't remember how many. I don't remember what those tickets sold for. But whatever it was, it was either 20 or 40, which obviously didn't even pay for the fucking trip to Chicago. You know, I lost a lot of money on that trip. And, you know, it happens, man. You take a gamble. <laughs> you know, I always bet on myself, as you guys know, since the beginning. You know, I've always bet on myself because, you know, if you can't bet on yourself, like, you, it's going to be hard to convince somebody else to invest in you, you know, so you've got to invest in yourself and you know, I if, if I died tomorrow, which I'm not going to commit suicide, don't worry. Um, but you know, I could die. You know, I'm I'm I was very open about this a while ago, but you know, I'm the same age that my mom was when she died, and uh, it's something I've been wrestling with since May, since I turned 43. It's just like okay, um, and um a couple months away from outliving my mom and you know <laughs> it's just fucking weird man i mean you just you just never know and then i'm like it's one thing i hate about like you know getting on planes and stuff it's just like you know obviously we all know or if you don't know you should that the odds of you dying in a plane crash are lower like, you have a greater chance of dying in a car crash, which is weird because I get in my car every fucking day. Um, and I don't think anything of it, you know, but you never know. Like, you know, I always think about, like, you know, driving and, you know, maybe, heaven forbid, your brakes go out. Or, heaven forbid, there's a drunk driver, you know, or, heaven forbid, you know, you get caught in a snowstorm or it's just anything, you know, like, you know, I I remember Final Destination, like, maybe there's a truck in front of you with, like, big pipes, and they fucking come out, you know, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, if I see one of those trucks, the first thing I think about is Final Destination, and I'm like, fuck that truck, get out of this lane, Peter, you know, but I'm just saying, my point is, it's just like, anything can happen, you know, and you just never know, you know, we never knew my mom was gonna die when she did, it happened so fast, and so... You know, I just, I, I think about that, and the moral, the point I was trying to make is, like, I, whenever I get on a plane, you know, like, I, I, I try to share, like I said, all the cool shit of my life, because I've been through a lot. <laughs> if, if anybody listening to this podcast can get anything out of this, it's that I've been through a lot, dude, from day one of my life, like... <laughs> From my earliest memory of getting spanked by my dad and, you know, watching him beat the shit out of my mom and then having him beat the shit out of me and all the times I got hit with a belt and a whip and, you know, I was talking about, I wasn't talking about this, I was, I'm writing this, I don't know, 
if I can ever make it funny, but um, I don't know if I've talked about this on here, but whatever. This is my therapy session, kind of. Um, <laughs> I, uh, my dad, we used to have, like, plastic in our living room, like, on the car. Okay, so, like, one of the pipes busted in our house, I don't know, I was in junior high or high school, I want to say. And so, you know, they fixed, you know, they fixed the pipe, but like, like all the carpet got wet and mildewy and stuff. So, um, the insurance company, you know, we had to get new carpet. And when we got new carpet, you know, it was really nice carpet. It was kind of like a, like a grayish, like it was like kind of like a blue gray and like white kind of swirl type of thing. I don't know. It was really nice carpet. It was a lot better than the carpet that we had before that, which was like a fucking dirty-ass or ugly-ass brown carpet. So, you know, to... But because the carpet was like a... It was a lighter color, you know, it picked up a lot of dirt. So right away, we got like little plastic like lining and we kind of had it set like from the front door to like the entrance to the living room. And then I want to say we had it going... Like we had like a trail, like a walkway. Um whatchamacallit, um, the trail was, anyway, my point is, (laughs) we had plastic on the carpet so that people that, when we walked around, we wouldn't, and then when people came over, we would remove the plastic, you know, so it would look nicer, I guess you can say, but I don't know if you guys remember these plastics, but on the bottom of the plastic were, like, these little, like, kind of, like, like uh like not tacks but like little like like pointy things like pointy edges on the bottom to keep the plastic from moving you know it kind of like dug into the you know kind of like those things that you wipe your feet on like with the needle like kind of like that you know um but that's underneath the plastic so one time and i'm just I, i'm i'm writing about this trying to figure out a way to make it funny on stage i just can't figure out how yet but um my dad turned, flipped over the plastic, and made me kneel on it with, you know, my bare skin, so that was very painful, and then got, I got whipped, you know, and that fucks you up, man, you know, that, that fucks you up, and, you know, I just, I've been through shit like that, you know, I remember I got suspended right around my birthday, or maybe even on my birthday, I got suspended, and I got my ass beat, you know, with a whip again. It wasn't always a whip. Sometimes it was a belt. But, you know, I'm 12, I think. I think I turned 12. And that's when I got suspended on my birthday. And then my dad, you know, beat the shit out of me, spits on my face, because I'm ruining the family name. And uh, then he says, happy birthday. Like, fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, Like, I've been through stuff, you guys. I think a lot of people that have gone through what I've gone through would have, you know, maybe a different outlook on life or maybe be a little bit more, I mean, I'm pretty fucked up, but like I said, I'm able, you know, thanks to, you know, just educating myself and therapy, which I can't talk about enough. And, uh, just like learning, you know, like I read so much, which is really weird because I used to fucking hate reading in high school. I've read so many books since like, I don't know, like I I just got to an age at some point where I just wanted to 
you know, continue making my life better and just kept reading books, dude, <laughs> you know, I don't, that's all the way I can explain it. And, you know, obviously like, you know, traveling a lot and being on planes and sitting in airports and, you know, being on the road, you know, can get a little boring. So, you know, I like to read and, you know, I learned a lot and I just know that most people that have been through the stuff that I've been through would probably be, like I said, I'm pretty fucked up, but more fucked up. Like they'd probably have substance abuse issues or maybe they'd, they'd be an abuser themselves. Like they'd abuse their spouse or, you know, maybe do damage to themselves. You know, they'd be drug addicts or, you know, you just, you never know, you know? And so me, like, I, I've always known that I had an addictive personality. I just figured that the, the gene for that stuff was, you know, in my, in my system, which is part of the reason why I never got into drinking. You know, even though I did drink in high school, like, I don't know, three or four times, um, you know, there was a part of me that never, I was always scared to not do it too much because I was afraid that I would end up like my dad. And, you know, same thing with like being in relationships, you know, like I saw the way my mom was treated by my dad and, you know, I always kind of vowed to never do that, you know, to, I mean, obviously never hit a woman ever, you know, but also like just treating them with respect, you know, like not, you know, talking, you know, and, and I've gotten a lot better. I would say like when I was younger, maybe like I would be a little bit condescending or, you know, the thing is like, I, I'll think about this. Like I think about like one of my first girlfriends and she was very insecure and, you know, like me being, I mean, I was like 21, 22, like I did probably say some things like, you know, that made her feel less secure and you know that was my fault but I learned from that you know I think part of life is learning from your mistakes and you know but you know looking back it's like oh yeah it was because it was me projecting an environment that I you know even though I didn't realize and I wasn't trying to hurt her feelings like yeah I might have subtly said you know that I wanted her to be more tanned or you know whatever you know and so but like I always made it a point and still to this day, you know, you know, opening doors for my girl, like, I would tell you this, you could ask any girl that I've ever dated, or any girl who I've been in a serious relationship with, I always open the car door, always, always, like, just let me open the car door for you, you know, um, used to be a lot harder when I had my uh, Pontiac Grand Am, because I would have to manually open it, <laughs> But, um, you know, that I would say there's only one exception, and that's if it's raining and we just got to run to the car and we don't have time to fucking, you know, just we're just running to the car and trying to not get wet, you know. Um, <laughs> but um, what was I going to say? Uh, you know, just things like saying I love you, you know, as m not as much as I can, like, because then it kind of loses its meaning. Um, but doing it in a way 
to where like they always know how I feel. Um, doing it in a way to where like you don't want, you know, the one thing is like don't ever go to bed mad, right? But also like I don't ever want, you know, I'd never want to get on a plane, for example, and not say I love you and then die or whatever and then I never got to say it you know like I, I, I will always regret not you know getting to tell my mom that I loved her you know when I saw her before she died you know it was just because I thought I was going to see her again and talk to her again in like a couple hours you know when she was in the hospital but everything happened so fast you know, I just thought I was going to lunch, and that was the last time I talked to my mom, and then she died the next day. I was the last person in the family to actually have a conversation with my mom. Mm, you know, that fucks you up, too, you know? like. And so, from that moment on, I guess, I, like I said, I always just made it a point, like, I'm always going to tell the people in my life how I feel about them, because you just never know when you know, they're not going to be here. And it's it's a weird thing as I'm going through this, you know, breakup or, I mean, yeah, it's a breakup, you know. <laughs> I, I wished and hoped that it wasn't, but, you know, for right now, it is, you know, and I don't know. I don't know, man. You know, I, uh, we haven't talked and it's been almost three weeks now and I don't know if good or bad um you know i i you would think i'm really good at it by now but i'm not um i know that she knows how i feel I, you know i talked about this on the other one but you know i know that she knows how i feel i know that she knows that i don't want this so it's just you know i've kind of done all i can do short of you know fucking flying to oklahoma and you know, showing up with a boombox and fucking, you know, like, I guess I could do that, but I just don't know if uh, that's uh, the right move at this juncture, um, you know, <laughs> I just don't, I don't know. I know that I had a plan for my future and now that plan might change and it's a weird kind of place to be in you know I'm, I'm one that if you know me you know I love to plan things you know I love you know I like having my schedule um, I love just like I said having a schedule like I will uh, wait a minute hold on hold on you guys I think I found I at least found the artist. I've been searching for it. Yes. No, that's not it. Uh, eat me, eat spit, overwhelm. I can't get high. Death of me. Oh, I think this is the one. Hold on. No. Silently, I'm waiting. Nope, that's not it. 
that's not it either. No. Alright, sorry guys. I thought I had it. I don't know. There's a song that I, you know, I like to share new songs that I've discovered that are good in my workout playlist, but, you know, anyway. Um, where was I? Feeling sorry for myself, blah. Yeah, like, it's weird not, you know, like like I said, I, I like to plan everything, so I have, like, a planner. I got my workouts written in there. I've got fucking, you know, I've got everything in there. My My shows, you know, I like to, you know, obviously I'm someone that travels and I have to, you know, book weekends in advance and whatever. So I have like to have that calendar while I'm trying to book work and such. And so, like, I like to know what I'm looking forward to, you know, and be more organized. And I don't know what my future holds right now. It's it's really weird, you know. I had a plan. <laughs> and now I just might have to shift that plan. And it's a weird place to be in, especially at my age, you know, like... It's just weird, and, you know, I mean, I still know what I want to go for career-wise, but life-wise, it's just like, man, like, I thought I had, you know, I thought I was on the verge of getting married, you know, I've always talked about that, and, you know, we even had kind of set a date, even though there was no ring involved, like, you know, um, and so that's, it's not looking good right now, <laughs> And it, and that's and that's weird. It's a weird thing to be in, but at the same time, it's like, you know, if there's one thing that I know, it's just like we have to shift. You know, sometimes we have to pivot. You know, I did it during the pandemic, as you guys all know. I had definitely pivoted. You know, from, you know, everything from fucking, from going to my brother's weed farm and trimming marijuana leaves to going out to Oklahoma and fucking helping out around the farm and then when watermelon started doing helping with that and then after that getting a job at a furniture store and then working at the gym and then working at another gym and then coming back and then things kind of being weird when I came here so then getting a job delivering weed and god like you know who knows what I'll have to do next to get by hopefully I don't got to suck any dick um I actually had a fucking a gay dude um, that follows me on social suggest I start an OnlyFans and I'm like, ew, dude, just fucking send me money. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know what the fuck you think I'm going to put on my OnlyFans, weirdo. Doesn't, I don't know, it just, who knows, man, like, I just, we all have to pivot, you know, and so it, it's it's scary not knowing what my near future holds, or or what the far future holds, but, you know, you know, Yellowstone can blow up, you know, any day, and we'll all be fucking dead anyway, so it's just like, you know what, man, I'm just gonna do my best right now, which is what I've been doing, you know, from my workouts to fucking, I've been, you know, I'm kind of back on, because, I don't know, dude, I, I, you know, I've talked about it before, but I'm, I'm just at the point where I just need one fucking thing to hit so that I have leverage, you know, whether it's having a, 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 a comedy clip, you know, go viral and gaining a bunch of followers and subscribers from that 
to you know booking a, a movie role or a TV show or something like that. Like it's it, it's one of those things that needs to hit to where I have the leverage to fucking you know make this what I want to make it. You know, um, it's it's always that it's it's always that close. You know, but in the meantime, it's just like okay, well I got a fucking I'm, you know I, I thought. That I was, I told you guys, I thought I was going to be working on this TV show a bunch because that's what they made it sound like. And I worked one fucking day on there. You know, I've been waiting for, there's this, uh, there's this chain of comedy clubs, pretty big chain, um, that I'm kind of like in consideration to get thrown into the mix, you know, and start working those clubs. And they have like, they've got to have at least like 15 clubs. I think they have more. And it's like, if I get that, if I get in with them, that's 15 more weekends of work. Like, I can do comedy full-time. There's another chain of comedy clubs. Not as big as far as, like, prestige goes, but, like, still, like, a chain of comedy clubs. Again, these guys probably have maybe 10 to 15 comedy clubs. And if I get in there, and I'm, you know, I'm in contact with both of these bookers, and, you know, they keep kind of telling me, like, just keep emailing and whatever, and that's, that's, that's the thing. It's like... They're not reaching out to me. I have to keep following up to them. And they're not saying no, you know, which is good. You know, they're just, you know, there's a lot of comics in the pipeline already. And so the thing is, you know, a lot of these clubs, like I said, you know, they have these people, the people they work with already. And, you know, for someone to not get, not be able to work somewhere anymore, they either have to fucking bomb really hard or get really drunk and embarrass themselves or you know maybe grab a waitress or like or they die you know so it's like you know there's a bunch of things so you know I'm just kind of like I don't want to wish bad on anybody but I need that to happen to a few places (laughs) so that I can fucking get in with one or both of these places I mean if I got in with both of them fucking we're talking life-changing stuff you know and that's kind of been this limbo that I've been on for the last you know few months you know, some some comedy clubs will just ignore you and just be like, no. And so you just never know. But like with these two chains of comedy club, it's just like I'm fucking, you know, I'm right there. And then I have another thing where uh, I'm I'm being considered uh, to work on cruise ships, which is not something I really I don't know if it even if I even talked about this uh, the last time. But it's like it's not really something that I like aspired to. You know, a few years ago, because a few years ago, you know, it was kind of like the guys in the cruise ships were like hack and has-beens and whatever. Like that was kind of the stigma. But like over the years, that's kind of changed and they're they're kind of rebranding. And a lot of like really respectable comics that I know are working cruise ships. And I didn't realize until I worked with a guy uh, a few months ago. His name was uh, Sean Finnerty, really funny comic. Uh, he's from Ireland, but he lives in Orlando. And he suggested I do it because, you know, he thought I was really funny. He was a really cool dude. And uh, he kind of told me about the kind of money that I could make and how flexible it is with scheduling and stuff. And I'm like, fuck, dude. I, yeah, that's another thing that, like, if I do that, <laughs> that will make me, you know, full time and be able to just concentrate on comedy. It sucks. The, the, the downfalls, you, you got to spend, you know, a week or two on a boat you know out at sea and uh, obviously you dock you know 
I don't know how often, every couple of days or whatever, but, you know, you're on a boat, and but, you know, they got food, they've got a gym, they've got a stage, you know, and I could write and just fucking be a working comic, which is all I want to do, you know, like, the fame and all that stuff, like, I can't really control that, you know, like I said, it's just, it's just a matter of, like I said, a piece of content, you know, that go, a clip or something that goes viral, or, you know, booking a job, or something that happens, you know, it's just, it, it's that, it's just being on that fringe, you guys, it's, uh, it's, it's a mind fuck for sure, you know, because it's like, I, like I said, it's, I don't know, you know, I can, like, I feel like I'm so close to, like, all of these things that, like, I can taste it, but it's still not there, because I, I can't do anything. I've already done everything that I could do. I just have to keep following up and then hope that eventually, like, it opens up, you know. Um, I don't even know if I, did I talk about it? No, I didn't. Uh, so the guy from the cruise ships, you know, kind of called me, I guess, was it last week or the week before? Um, and was like, hey, you know, like, pretty sure you're going to get in. But uh, I guess like a couple weeks ago, there was a comic on a cruise ship and he started saying the N word in his act and the people were leaving and he was talking shit to the audience. And I don't fucking know, dude. I haven't seen the clip. I think it's been removed. It's been taken down everywhere. But it's just like because of that incident, it's the it's the it's the cruise ship company that I'm kind of like, you know, waiting on. And so because of that (laughs) incident, I can't even talk. I'm not even stoned. Um, because of that incident, they're kind of putting a hold on who they book or who they bring, like bringing in new people for a little bit longer. I'm just like, fuck, dude. Like, I thought it was close. You know, when I talked to this guy, yeah, I initially I met with this guy back in May, or I didn't meet with him, but like I sent him my stuff and then we had a, a phone interview and whatnot. Um, you know, he told me that it was kind of like probably not going to happen until like October or November but now with this it might not it might be a little bit longer and it's just like fuck man you know like I'm so close and you know like I said the future's so unknown but like I just I can only do my best you guys that's all I've ever been able to do you know I get this this business is hard but like I love it I love it so much I'm 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 good. Like, you know, if you've seen me on stage recently within the last, I don't know, like year or so, like I really feel that, you know, I was was really starting to hit my stride, you know, right before COVID and then COVID fucked it all up. And then, you know, when I started getting back on stage, you know, I was a little rusty at first because I wasn't on stage for six fucking months, you know. And so it was tough, but then once I kind of got back into the habit, like, I just really started feeling like, you know, I was in my groove. And then, you know, still, like, lately, you know, just just with writing and, like I said, taking chances on stage and, you know, all of that, I just feel like it's just, you know, I, I'm very confident in what I do. And it's just a matter of time, but that's just what sucks. It's just like, it could, it could be tomorrow you know, it could be five years from now, and it's like, what? Yeah, I know. I don't think it's going to be that long, but fuck, dude, I, I I have to, you know, think about what what that is, what that might look like, you know? 
um, you know, I've always known that, like, just in the timeline of things, because I started comedy late, I probably... You know, people, uh, what was I going to say? Like, I don't even know. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just weird that it's just, it's just right there, but like, I just have no control over it. So, you know, you know, that's kind of what the moral of this episode is. It's just like, there's so much uncertainty in my future, so I can only... I can only work on the things that I can work on, you know, just keep writing, you know, keep trying to fucking get gigs, keep trying to fucking, you know, get in better shape, and I mean, that's, the shape, it's just like, yeah, whatever, like, I'm in good shape, blah, 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 I, I stay consistent, I don't want to be a fucking 45-year-old, oh, that's, 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 that's what I was going to say, it's just like, you know, because I started comedy so late, and because I had guys that kind of taught me the business side of things, um, you know, I kind of learned that, you know, obviously there's always exceptions, but like, you know, you, you gotta be ready to put in 10, 15, you know, 20 years, you know, I know, I don't know this guy, but you know, you know, I know I'm familiar with his work and whatever, but his name's Rick Ingram and he's been doing comedy. I want to say 20 years regular at the comedy store, you know, all the comics thinks he, you know, think he's one of the funniest guys and he's one of the toughest guys to follow because he's really good at crowd work and you know um but 20 years and he's at the point in his career you know where he's so strong that a lot of headliners don't want to take him on the road with him with them because they don't want him to show them up which a lot of headliners will do i don't know if you guys know this but also um and i'm not saying that that's why a lot of headliners don't take me on the road with them. Um, but maybe, I don't know. Um, but also, um, you know, he's been doing comedy so long that he doesn't, and he has a family, so he's not going to go on a weekend, you know, to Oklahoma City and make, you know, 500 bucks because he's got, you know, he can work at the comedy store and probably make more money than that. But my point was, is uh, Chris Rock has taken him on the road so he's been touring with Chris Rock the last, you know, few months this summer. And so, like, obviously he's going to get, you know, it's an amazing opportunity. And But it's like this dude waited 20 years, man. You know, Bill Burr, who's been one of the great comics forever. I mean, he's 30 years into comedy. You know, I'm I'm 10 years into comedy. So it's just, you know, my point was is that, you know, starting comedy and learning from the guys that I did, you know, I always kind of knew what I had in store as far as a timeline and how old that would make me when I finally started to be like, quote unquote, successful. You know, I always talk about it. It's like for me, I think I'm successful anytime I get paid to do comedy. You know, that's a success, especially considering what I've been through. But, you know, to get to where I really am, that's for me to get to where I really want to be, that for me is when I'm successful. And I'm not there yet. And now, like I said, you know, without a girl, you know, the future might look different, but the goal hasn't changed. You know, that's what I want. And that's what I'm going to shoot for. So, um, if you guys have goals, you know, just fucking keep going for them, man. Like, the timeline, 
all you know i gotta have this by this time it's like why you know i, I get it it's different when you have kids and all that stuff like you kind of can't really afford to have that but like that's why i don't have kids because <laughs> i have my timeline or i don't have my timeline i just have my goals and it's kind of all i have right now so um with that being said um if you're listening to this i don't know when this is going to drop but uh i'm going to be at the ontario improv on wednesday short set i'll only be doing a few minutes but uh my buddy eric is headlining so I'm going to do a little opening set for him. Um, and then next week, I'm going to be in Sacramento at uh, Laughs Unlimited. That's Thursday, October 20th. Um, and then the following weekend, October 29th, I'm going to be in Temple, Texas at Corky's uh, Comedy Club. And then I have another gig. Oh, yeah. Uh, November 12th? Hold on. I should know this. Uh, Saturday, November 12th. I did know this. Um, oh, actually, November 11th, I'm going to be at Oakland, uh, Comedy Oakland. That's in Oakland, California. And then that next day, Saturday, November 12th, I'm going to be also somewhere up north at Canocti Casino. So if you guys want to come see me, those are the big shows I have coming up. If not those days, I'll be around town doing spots when I can and stuff. But you guys know how I do it. If it's baseball, if it's playoffs, dude, I'm only fucking doing shows when there's no Dodger games. So I don't like to book myself a ton of stuff in October for that very reason. So uh, with that being said, I appreciate you guys listening. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, leave me a review, rate it, subscribe it. Also, if you're listening, it would be dope if you could just screenshot that you're listening and then maybe share it on Instagram or something and tag me. I'll, I'll repost it and stuff. Like, it helps, you know. It helps people, you know, discover. And that's another thing, you know. This podcast could blow up. And, you know, that's a thing. So, there's just... There's always one thing away, which is the the fucked up part. But the best part about this business is that you just never know what it's going to be and when it's going to happen. But if you keep plugging away, it will happen. And as you guys know me, I will keep plugging away that being said um i love you guys thank you for all your support and uh go dodgers